This is a Founding Media Podcast. Welcome back to season one of Vibe Austin. I'm your host, Mark, with my co-host, Dan. Hey, y'all. Austin might be known around the globe for being the live music capital of the world, but anyone who's lived here for some time knows that Austinites value community just as much as we love our live music. Helping out the people in our community, whether that community is created by work, music, or just a zip code, is a big part of Austin's culture. With almost 6,000 nonprofits in the Austin metro area alone, or about three nonprofits for every 1,000 people, it's safe to say that we're dedicated to giving back. And today, we're excited to talk to two women who have united Austin's passions for music and paying it forward under one powerful mission. We're thrilled to welcome founder and musician Christine Albert and executive director Shannon Moody to the show today. Together, they are representing Swan Songs, which is a nonprofit that fulfills musical last wishes by bringing private live music concerts to individuals who are nearing the end of their life. This service is provided at no cost to the family while still supporting Austin's music community. Before we jump in, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Austin Title, Vista Lending, House of Strube, and Nest Financial for helping us share the important work happening in Austin. Check out these businesses in our community and in our show notes for more information. Now, without further ado, here's episode four of Vibe Austin with Shannon and Christine of Swan Songs. Awesome. <laughs> Christine, Su- Shannon, I was about to say Susan. <laughs> Call me anything. I'm bad That's my names. sister, Christine <laughs> and Susan. <laughs> Welcome to Vibe Austin. Thank you. Love having you guys on the show and so excited to talk about all the great things you guys have been up to for the last few years. Yeah, the last few decades. <laughs> yeah. Decades, yeah, decades plus. Christine's uh, case for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Will you talk a little bit uh, to the audience about individually about your backgrounds and what brought you to Austin? Sure. We'll start with one. Shall I talk about yours and you talk about mine? <laughs> probably know each other's <laughs> stories by now. Right? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. uh, music brought me to Austin, mm-hmm. uh, Austin Music, and uh, uh, in 1982 mm-hmm. from Santa Fe, New Mexico, where I had lived since high school, originally from upstate New York, and then went to the mountains as quickly as I could. Uh, but music, I was a musician in Santa Fe, and uh, the music that I was playing and the the artists that I was opening for were all um, very Austin-centric. Mm-hmm. Asleep at the Wheel and Jerry Jeff Walker nice. and Delbert McClinton. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a natural uh, path to come here to get closer to the music. Yeah. And there was just more opportunity here. And Austin was a cool city that was mm-hmm. bigger than Santa Fe, but not too much out of the personality and the culture of Santa Fe. Is it your first choice? I mean, because there's also like other music cities and... Yeah, it was my first choice because it happened organically. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I hadn't been to Nashville. I knew New York City because my aunt lived there. I'd been to LA a couple times, but it, that would have been too big a leap. Yeah. Culturally, I just didn't see myself living in a big city like that. And mm-hmm. musically, mostly musically, it's like this is where the music was that I resonated with and that I was performing. And so I started doing you know sessions singing harmony for bw stevenson and jerry jeff walker and you know had opportunity here uh, because it fit with my musical style really nice Love super it. great and uh, you know uh, like you said the austin type of music it just was your yeah. wheelhouse right yeah and it's just exciting for us to have you here particularly because one your roots go back so far in austin mm-hmm. um which is awesome. I'm really curious to hear your perspective yeah. on the city back in 1982 through today. And then also um, the tying 
of two so Austin things together, which is music and nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And I think the Swan Songs mission is just so amazing. Mm-hmm. And so super excited to talk about that as well. But I love how these two major parts of Austin yeah. come tied together just through you all today. So thanks yeah. for being here. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Oh, your turn. <laughs> well, I actually um, came just a year after okay. um, the very common story that I came to UT, nice. Yeah, uh, nice. you know, freshman year at UT and um, did go elsewhere to mm-hmm. find a job, but then got back as fast as I could. Came back in 89, yeah. okay. um, had both my kids here. So mm-hmm. I love that my kids can say they're mm-hmm. born and raised in yeah. Austin. Yeah. Me too. Because that's kind of, you know, uncommon, <laughs> Same. right? Yeah. Same here. Um, born in Houston, but so always been a, in Texas, yes. but um, you know, there's something about Austin that, you know, people, um, either want to get here or want to stay here or come back here. Mm-hmm. And I was definitely one of those. I, um, I, I want to interrupt you to say, I've yeah. decided that a two, a true test of an Austinite is if you've created Austinites. <laughs> so we all, yeah, have, I love we, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we made Austinites. So, totally. So we get to <laughs> yeah. say, you know, that's, that's right. And official. I do feel, yeah. I feel very, <laughs> um, I feel ownership criteria over. for the show. Yeah. 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 How long you been here and do you have Did an Austinites? <laughs> Are you the, and the are dog, you the, the dogs and cats count too. Right. Animals yeah. count. Yeah. So, and you know, when I was, you know, I was lucky enough to be able to stay home with little babies, mm-hmm. and you know, just did all the Austin stuff, mm-hmm. and did you know, swim team and soccer and baseball, and just was immersed in that. Mm-hmm. Um, always interested in Austin politics, and then started working when my kids were in elementary school, and always knew nonprofit is okay. where I wanted to go. So yeah. just and feel so lucky to have. You know, I hope this is kind of my last hurrah. I hope I'll be right. at Swan Songs till I retire. Yeah. I do. I just yeah. the mission is just like goes straight to straight to your heart, and um, so. Well, really let's talk about the mission. Yeah, I, the, think, the, I think I think I think the audience needs to know who Swan Song is and what yeah. you guys are doing. Um, Swan Songs is a Austin-based nonprofit that fulfills musical last wishes. Okay. So if someone is nearing the end of their life with a terminal illness or just because of age, uh, they can request their favorite style of music from us and we will facilitate a private concert for them in their home or their care facility with their family and friends. If they're fortunate enough to have family and friends around, some of our concerts are really for one person and a nurse because there isn't anyone else. Mm Uh, but they can request whatever music is really meaningful for them. So it's not us deciding what to take. Mm-hmm. Um, so our requests have been much more diverse than we ever anticipated. It was founded in 2005. I had the original spark of the idea in 1992 when I was asked to sing for a fan that was dying mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. And his wife invited me to come sing. And I, it was so powerful. And yeah. I thought this makes so much sense. Wow when you can no longer go hear your favorite music, Mm -hmm. bring it to them. What I didn't anticipate were requests for Lithuanian accordion and Japanese (laughs) music and Hungarian fiddle mm -hmm. and mariachi. Yeah, it's just Mm -hmm. like all this styles of music. But of course it makes sense because people's musical Mm -hmm. affinity Mm -hmm. is so unique to who they are. And then then it's so powerful because they're at the very end of their life. Right kind of words and being able to articulate right. or move around have, yeah. are fading mm-hmm. and dissipating, but the music connects them with in a different their way. family history, their mm-hmm. culture, the time in their life when they were vibrant and alive and going out to hear music. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, so it connects to an essence yes. at, at, the, at a really powerful time. Wow. I'd like and, to say that um, 
I just I'm so grateful for you doing this and um I'm I'm admittedly kind of melancholy today. It would have been my brother's 49th birthday um, oh. this past oh. Sunday. Mm. Uh, I lost him just over 12 years ago. And mm. so this just, yeah. it, it hits and it hits mm-hmm. deep. And yeah. I appreciate that you mentioned another, you know, big part of an Austin story, which was this happened organically for you. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like you sit down and scribbled mm-hmm. out a business plan. Right. Right. You know, right. nobody, non-profits a business right. plan. Right. Yeah. But, um, right. but at the, you know, you being a legitimate accomplished musician, seeing this need, bringing this to mm-hmm. people, um, yeah, it, 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 especially this week, it means a lot to me. Wow. Thank, Thank you for you. saying that. Thanks yeah. for saying that. Well, you know, she was the only staff person for how many yeah. years? 10, 15, for, 20? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Lots of yeah. years. I do yeah. want to go back. Except for my husband. Unpaid staff person. <laughs> yeah, my husband and I were there. Yeah. I do want to go back because you shared with us um, when you, well, it hit you as you were performing, but then you also had this calling. Mm-hmm. And that you mentioned to us in our last uh, when we were chatting mm-hmm. a while back. Could you talk about the, the yeah. calling? Because I think that's important as far as Austin goes. Yeah, you know, I noticed. I, I you noticed. I said 1992 was the concert, and then 2005 mm-hmm. is when I went down to the courthouse and filed the paperwork. Right. And in that time, we did it. My co-founder of the original program, Gay Logan, and I did it very informally. Had some musicians that were volunteering mm-hmm. and worked with a few different nonprofits. Um, Craig Hella Johnson from Conspirari kind of helped guide it for a while, but it kept calling to me to make it more formalized, um, partly because. I wanted to be able to compensate the musicians. Right. I really didn't want it to be a, would you do us a favor? Right. I wanted it to have a lot of structure right. and to acknowledge and and um, celebrate the value that the musicians yes. bring. Plus, mm-hmm. as a professional musician, I knew how mm-hmm. what a struggle it is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. every three hours that you take to go do something, you know, it would really mm-hmm. helps if you're compensated during yeah. that time. So... I didn't want the families to have to pay right. or mm-hmm. the facilities because right. they're mm-hmm. also very taxed. Mm-hmm. So uh, I kept thinking, I guess I have to start a nonprofit. <laughs> Got to raise money. I kept yeah. avoiding it because I, I had yeah. no idea how. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it became this sort of constant sense of not fulfilling my destiny yeah. in oh, almost right. like an ache mm-hmm. in my solar plexus. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember one night, coming home from a gig in Houston really late and driving on I-35 and looking at the Austin skyline mm-hmm. and feeling really sad and feeling like I almost wanted to apologize because I knew mm-hmm. there was something of great value for our community yeah. and that I was supposed to be the the, the vehicle for it. Right. And I was still avoiding it. <laughs> and then I finally um, dove in in 2005. Yeah. And partly because my husband had an injury the year before mm-hmm. and the community really stepped up to help mm-hmm. us right. and I wanted to give back. Mm-hmm. So I took some of the money that was raised and, and put it towards Swan Song's expenses on the front end and we created the nonprofit. And, wow. and I got rid of that feeling. Yeah. I woke up nice. with a lot of other feelings, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. anxiety, <Yeah. laughs> you know, commitment, fear, yeah, <laughs> learning when you, curve. When you're afraid, it, you know, it's important. Yeah. But yeah. that's a, that's an awesome part of it. An Austin, <laughs> an Austin entrepreneur story as well as this, com, com, you're compelled to like give back to the community that's given to you. I yeah. have the exact same experience. Yeah. And I think it's unique to Austin. It's not, we're not the only town, but right. I just mm-hmm. hear it time and time and time again. You know, from whom much is given, much will be required. And I right. feel like there's an abundance here. Mm-hmm. There's just this beautiful culture that we wanted to create a podcast to talk about mm-hmm. that does compel you to sort of say, oh, got to step up. 
Yeah. You have to be a part of this. <laughs> right. Not a taker. You know, yeah. a contributor. So I love that. Yeah. 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 Austin is so philanthropic. It's, yeah. you know, and I know a lot of cities are, but yeah. I feel like so, Austin's yeah, a, a lot little special. Mm-hmm. Will you talk we all a little... think Austin's special. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Will you talk a little bit about your journey in the nonprofit world? Because I think that's important. As yeah, well. absolutely. So, um, Kind of organically too, right? I started as a volunteer and I served, was lucky enough to serve on a few board of directors, Planned Parenthood, um, back when Austin Children's Museum was on oh, yes. Fifth Street, that little tiny. Yeah, I was going to ask you I when took, you were talking about my yes. daughter. I took my daughter there a few times. Yes, the like stuffy the with those. Foods. Yes, the little Whole Foods, and then oh. stuffy with the gross like intestines that you could pull out and everything. I remember that one? Yes, that was, it yeah. was kind of gross, but it was awesome. Yeah. Um, so you know, and kind of you know, cut my teeth learning mm-hmm. how to do that, just volunteering, mm-hmm. um, you know, learning that way. And then started at, actually, when Center for Battered Women was um, merging with Austin Rape Crisis Center Mm -hmm. to become Safe Place. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I felt like I was on the precipice of these really cool organizations as they were merging. So kind of got to learn just by watching. Mm -hmm. And then jumped in and was a fundraiser for my first, like, you know, 15, 20 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, And raised money for Austin Film Society, for Planned Parenthood. Mm -hmm. And then um, an organization was coming from Minneapolis called Jeremiah Program. They also wanted to grow remember that one, yeah. and um so you know two generation support for single moms mm-hmm. my youngest was just going to college i was like okay ready to take on a huge project mm-hmm. i can do this and also knowing how lucky we are that they were able to have people help them through that college process so mm-hmm. yeah. dove into that and did that almost 11 years right. before wow. it was like okay they're you know they're rocking and rolling i need a i need a new project i need a new something exciting and somebody told me about Swan songs, and I said, "Well, let me meet Christine because if we don't vibe, <laughs> right? Vibe. Not, I was gonna say, okay, I didn't mean to use the word, but <laughs> if there's not an Austin vibe, right. exactly. Well, I knew. So actually, we went and had a coffee at Mozart's. Oh yeah. Um, oh, nice. And I was like, I remember I called the friend who I was like, oh yeah, it's perfect. I mean, I yeah. like adore her. The cause hits me. It's right. you know, yeah. we can do this. So. Yeah. I'd like to do a little shout out. You mentioned Safe Place. Mm-hmm. My earliest roots in Austin, um, nonprofit and philanthropy was with Austin Children's Shelter. Yes. And Kelly White, the badass that she yeah. is. Yeah, um, she's a good friend. I was on the board yeah, when, Ke- when we yeah. hired Kelly. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I was just a yeah. youngster. And it's funny. And we we're great yeah. friends. Cool. So yeah. we actually just had dinner a Kelly. couple of weeks um, ago. I created a fundraiser uh, it, when I was very young, um, professional up and coming in the, uh, the Austin business world. And uh, we were flashback and we were uh, targeting specifically oh, yeah. young professionals. Yeah. Um, so I ran that event for 11 years. Oh my gosh. That was that's my cool. passion project. Well, yeah. remember the walk for Safe Lives? Yeah. yeah. That was my nice. first, yeah, yeah, entree there too. Awesome. My, so, yeah. uh, my first philanthropy work in Austin was also Austin Rape Crisis Center. Nice. Um, yeah. And I had just moved here and I was a rape survivor coming from Santa Fe, mm-hmm. very recent wow. and had been helped there and i wanted to give back you were a, so i got involved with the austin rape crisis you were brave center and deep deep and did <laughs> totally i did produce some concerts know, for right? them mm-hmm. annual concerts and then i was involved when it was merging also yeah. so that's when yeah. i first heard about shannon mm-hmm. oh, wow. and we yeah. all we knew the same people as that mm-hmm. was you know one of the things i love about shannon coming on is um also, her experience with Jeremiah program being a chapter of a national organization because mm-hmm. we're yeah. creating a model for other yeah, communities yeah. to create a swan songs of their own. Okay. Um, so she has experience being part of a larger organization. Mm-hmm. And we're setting up a structure that's different from that, 
but informed by her experience. Right. Yeah, that makes and sense. So That's helpful. It, yeah, so we're we've kind of both been involved in nonprofits as they merge and mm-hmm. evolve That's and you know change and step mm-hmm. in that uh, mm-hmm. evolution. Two yeah. things. Two things that came to mind when you were talking. One is the circles that you guys were around, which is brings us back to Austin. Austin mm-hmm. is like yeah. this big city, but it's all a small community. You're thinking right? the same thing. I was thinking yeah. the same. You know, yeah. you travel outside Austin, people are like, Austin, oh, do you know? Yeah. And it's like, it seems like a long shot, but usually we do. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it's, it's I crazy. Do. I feel like half the time, it's like, yeah. I do. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's really fun. Uh, and the second thing, we have this thing, I don't think we, I'm not sure we mentioned this, but it's like Austin trivia. Oh boy! Oh yeah! Oh god! <laughs> oh, that's awesome! This baby, terrible at trivia. So I thought, I thought that. Me. Well, I thought that the trivia question could be how many nonprofits there is in Austin. Oh, I love it! Oh, Thanks wow. for saving me. Oh. I didn't come you, know, you know, Well, it's <laughs> funny because when we chatted earlier, I knew it was over four thousand. I was like, you know, that might be a really old number, and it is. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's like I think over fifty-five hundred, but that's oh. not counting educational institutions. Yeah. Um, hospital, yeah. all oh, the, wow. there's yeah. so many more. I think wow. there's over 10,000 if you count all of the things wow. that are actually not for profit. Wow. And then but, if you count all the musicians who are non-profit right. Right. of right. their right. own. Right. Yeah, so, so it true. is, you know, and I didn't dive deep enough yeah. to know how that compares to other right. cities oh, our good size. Point. Good point. Yeah. But we'll have something in the show notes. Yeah. Well, I, think that's I so do feel like it's yeah. like, yeah. Well, we've been, we were we so impressed with that stat that we've been talking about it ever since. And so yeah. the fact that that's even an outdated number, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's staggering. I yeah, mean, I think it, uh, it speaks um, to Austin's vibe, man. It really does. I know that Catherine will get it on, get it on the show notes for us. Yeah. So we'll get we'll get an accurate number so that right. at least for the time being, and it'll be right. a, it'll be a good <laughs> it'll yeah. be a good yeah. trivia question. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that's like if you look at the population, I was impressed with that. It's like yeah. for every thousand people, there's a nonprofit. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, I bet it's more, I like you said, and that's kind of under the radar. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of population and per capita, we got to talk about food. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's my, I, that's I my attempt food. at a segue for, uh, <laughs> for something a little, you know, kind of fun. We're so deep. We're so deep and it's such important work that y'all do. But I'm like, well, what if we take it up a notch to uh, food night out, night out? What, uh, where's awesome. your, where are your must goes? Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, I'm, I'm going to direct the question to you guys. We mm-hmm. say our favorites yeah, often, time. but yeah. yeah, do you guys have a favorite hamburger space spot? That was, that was poison. That question was asked to me the other day. I was like, I that's a know. hard one. Yeah, we talk yeah. so much in generality of like, yeah, I have my tacos spots, for sure, but, but like, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. There's actually I can't remember the name of it um, because it's brand new and it's a food truck. <laughs> food <laughs> um, trucks are the best, right? South on South Congress, just past Stastny okay. on the right, okay. and it's awesome burgers. Nice. And I can't. It's a guy's name, but they just he just opened up in the last six months or so, and my husband brought. A couple home recently. Mm. Yeah. And it was really, right, really well, good. He needs a plug. So yeah, if you exactly. go to like I'd love that. We'll put it in the liquors. Yeah, because pool burger doesn't need a plug. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. You know, they're, <laughs> they're 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 doing fine. Yeah. 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 But, um, but, right when you say burgers, uh, huts just springs yeah. into yeah. my Okay, that's what I was I gonna know. say. Was I'm sad a to sad. see it close. Yeah. Uh, event finally, mm-hmm. like many, many things do in Austin. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other show. Yeah. Closures, right? But they're still at the airport. That's true. Oh, yeah. So if you I really, really that. are craving those super thick, huge onion rings with the cornmeal. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only time I use ketchup. Right. Is in yeah. those big, fat oh, wow. huts, onion so rings. Love them. Go to the airport, fly somewhere, anywhere just to get a Hutz hamburger because yeah. they're still That's there. That's a good I'm idea. Please, I'm actually I'm traveling tomorrow. I might I might have to do that. And it's right around lunchtime. So Hutz was Hutz I'll was think about you guys. The yeah. place to go. Well, it's, it was our family place. It was yeah. my daughter's very favorite. And we went for... 
birthdays. Yeah. We went for, you know, mm-hmm. and also like weekly. Yeah. But it was hilarious yeah. because she always ordered, and I'm talking from two years old <laughs> to 18, the diet plate. Uh-huh, which yeah. wasn't a diet plate. Yeah. It was chicken breast, fried okra, and mashed potatoes with yeah. gravy. Yeah. So it wasn't like dietetic, diet. but it, it was what it was yeah. on the menu. Yeah. And so it was so great. This little, little, yeah. you know, tiny I'm girl got a diet, diet plate, please. Amazing Austin staple uh, institution, which is top notch. Yes. And mm-hmm. they have a diet, like a diet plate yeah. or something of that. And I'm like looking at them. Like, mm, really? I don't know. But um, that's dirt, a great place. Dirty hamburgers. Oh, yeah. Oh, dirty, yeah. so I fun. Counter oh. Counter Cafe. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I miss the one on Lamar. Yeah. That was a it's that was a regular. Building, but yeah. they moved to. Um, they're on just, the east side, yeah, right? Uh, I believe I thought there was a location off, just on off campus, like 29th. Oh, good. So 29th in Guadalupe. So. All right. That's so I'll, too far. I'll unhook the burger thing. Is there yeah. a, uh, is there another kind of food that you guys uh, love? Well, um, this is going to go in the show notes. And yeah. People will be like, oh, yeah. yeah. We're helping people I love, out well, I love Thai food. Oh, yeah. And we, we order mm-hmm. out these days. Yeah. We have food delivered from all different yeah. places. Yeah. But I love 888 also. Okay. And Thai is um, Thai is probably oh, my favorite. Sure. Um, you know mm-hmm. what I loved recently is when you brought some of that from a party. ABBA. ABBA. Yeah. Oh. Mediterranean. Mediterranean. Yeah. That was really good. Mm-hmm. South Congress. Tasty. Super tasty. Thai reminds me of the place in uh, Lakeway, not, not Lakeway, Westlake. Uh, what is that? We got two, oh, two, the, two, the two. Oh, Sway? Sway. Sway. Sway's great. Sway's, Sway's good. I Sway's love great. the view. Yeah, the one. New, new school, new, new Austin. Like, yeah. It's not that new anymore, but right. I'm still like. Oh. But remember when it was the thing. Yeah, for yeah. When it was no, Sway's, on Sway's South delicious. First. Get the eggplant yeah. if you can stand it. It's uh-huh. very, very hot. And the blue crab um, fried rice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the East Side Kings is also I eat Thai Kitchen once a week, twice, three times a month. Thai Kitchen right on Guadalupe. Yeah, that was a college favorite. Yep, still there. Yeah, Love yeah, love that it's well. still there. Yeah. Nice. Clay Pit mm-hmm. for Indian. Oh, Clay Pit, still absolutely yeah. wonderful. Food. We did that to yeah. go all through COVID. Mm-hmm. It like saved us. Yeah. Uh-huh. What's the name of the restaurant that's where Huts is? Was Sammy's. Yeah. Sammy's. We yeah. went. We've gone there twice, and it was really, really good. It's tasty. You Very, know. You know. Shout out to MMH, who's taking yeah. old and making yeah. new, and. Um, yeah, there's there's a worse alternatives. We talked about them. Mm-hmm. They could become chain restaurants and things like this. So, yeah, yeah. Um, MMH uh, deserves credit for trying to. It is true. It's preserve very old Austin by yeah. making it relevant. Yeah. For those that, for Swedish those that Hill, don't know, do, I miss the I miss the yeah. S W E E T I S. It's now Swedish Hill. Oh right, right. <laughs> I my like that. Uh, I, I like yeah. the little play on the words. Swedish yeah. Hill. My daughter works there. Oh she my gosh, it's it, it is it. fantastic. Their crunchy salad, so yeah, good. The only thing that uh, I guess the only downside is. See, Brings too many sweets home. Yeah. I bet. <laughs> yeah, so right. tasty. I'm sure. No, no. <laughs> but yeah, awesome. For those that don't know, yeah. in the shows, MMH's restaurant group in town. Yeah, yeah. unlocking yeah. the acronym is Mormon McGuire Hospitality. Right. So, um, big big ups to those guys. I think I think they're doing good things. They're yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's it's fun, and I love actually their West Lynn Row. Mm-hmm. Big fan mm-hmm. of Josephine House and mm-hmm. Jeffries, of, of course. course. And then mm-hmm. across the street, Taco not Shack. their group, but. Um, Chipolina mm-hmm. is right. such a neighborhood yeah. like favorite restaurant. Twelfth and Westland is an amazing institution in Love and of it. itself. Um, the old Now's Drug, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, that's a place mm-hmm. to get a burger. Is it closing? Mm-hmm. Hey, I, just saw, I, just, I saw the, the image doesn't oh. snatch it up. I don't know. I saw oh, the sign yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I saw the sign yesterday. Yeah. It's a sign yeah. outside saying selling everything. I mean, that's a it's show, very sad. right? What the closures and, and the really coffee is. place yeah. there. Um, the little coffee place. Oh, it, I can never get parking there, so yeah. I just go across the street to Galaxy Cafe Medici, for my yeah. coffee. Medici. Yeah, yeah. Medici. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's one of my favorite places, Taco Shack. Okay. It's right there. Yeah. Like, that very corner. So. 
Oh, uh, Taco Flats. Taco Flats. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Taco Flats. Because yeah. 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 I do like Taco Shack. Thanks for correcting me. Taco Flats. Shout out for Taco Shack as well. Yeah. Can't do tacos wrong, in my opinion. My boy played on the drum line for McCallum High School, and you got the Taco Shack Bowl that goes on between Anderson and McCallum. Oh, I know. That's so fun. Austin's great, isn't it? Right? I know. Exactly. I do want to bring something to switching gears just a little bit. Your first experience as a musician, you shared this story, which I thought was fascinating that we need to talk mm-hmm. about. Uh, when you moved to Austin, when you made that first move, what was that like? Um, what did I say? With the Driscoll. The, oh, the yes. Driscoll. <laughs> you landed a pretty yeah. sweet gig. I yeah. did. It's a sweet gig. It's like, I did. That was amazing. Yeah. That's when it's you Austin know, called you and said, here. Yeah, that's when you know that you're in alignment with yeah. where you should be going. Mm-hmm. Right, I call that. Yeah, and, right. um, yeah. and it was, you know... I was coming out of a very difficult time. It was really hard to leave Santa Fe because I had so many close friends mm-hmm. and it was safe and it was, but it wasn't safe anymore because mm-hmm. I just had a really violent experience and I just needed a change. Um, but I was looking for, show me a sign, any sign. Mm-hmm. And I was here visiting one day and I had, I knew for a couple of years that I was going to want to leave Santa Fe even before anything happened that, that inspired, that motivated me further. But that it was going to be hard to um, uh, bring a band with me because I was used to playing with bands. So I started playing solo at La Fonda Hotel in Santa Fe just mm. to, so I could be independent when I left and keep working. And I was here visiting and I was thinking, what solo gig could I get? And I was walking downtown past the Driscoll and I, it reminded me <laughs> of La Fonda mm-hmm. as this historical building and beautiful classy hotel. Mm-hmm. So I thought that looks nice. So I went, <laughs> I went in. <laughs> And the manager said, we just today decided that we were going to start having music in the bar and grill right there on (laughs) 6th Street. And he said, but we're not ready to start. And I said, well, I'm not ready to move. I need a couple more months. And so we agreed on the third week of June in 1982. And he said, when you come, we'll commit to six nights a week for three weeks. So I felt very confident. I was like... I told my parents, I got a job. Yeah, I can <laughs> pay my rent. whole weeks. <laughs> um, but <laughs> pay my rent for one Then month. when I got here, it evolved into nine weeks. So I was there for nine weeks. And it just, it became a, um, you know, a, a, an anchor. Mm-hmm. So that when I yeah. met people, they're, oh, you're a singer. Where do you play? I play at yeah. Driscoll. And then it got done early enough that then I could go out and hear other bands. Mm-hmm. So I would go down to Steamboat, and there was the Monday night thing at Steamboat every Monday, so the cool. Austin All-Stars, and mm-hmm. um, Uncle Walt's band, and you know, so Nancy Griffith, mm-hmm. you know, whoever was playing, I mm-hmm. could go see them and start making friends. Yeah. And met my first husband, mm-hmm. who was a musician at the time, had a band called Ernie Sky and the K-Tells. <laughs> um, so, you know, it just evolved by the, at the end of the nine weeks, I felt pretty settled uh-huh. here. And when I moved, um, I'll always be grateful to Mark Hallman, who's a studio owner here in Austin, okay. had South, South Congress studio for mm-hmm. years. And Mark and his wife uh, offered me a bedroom in their home. Mm-hmm. So I had a place to live when I got here and a gig. Mm-hmm. And it really felt, heal too, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. I, I felt there were people around me that knew how big a move it was wow. and how kind of raw mm-hmm. I was at yeah. the time. And gave me a a soft place to land that as they awesome. say it's amazing and you know what that story sounds supernatural it sounds like sliding doors that could only have happened for you it's not that atypical for an austin story how mm-hmm. people will will, yeah. will 
get around people and welcome them in and right. you find places to collaborate and meet others doing what you want to do. And, yeah. um, you know, on our, on our prior show, Gordy mm. Quist was on talking about that environment that was Momo's right. and it, right. it led to the right. development of his band, Band of Heathens, because right. it was just musicians helping musicians, mm-hmm. right. you know, mm-hmm. and that's I feel like there's not a com- yeah. competition nah. like in maybe yeah. other cities. How do we make this bigger, better? Yeah. 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 Isn't that fantastic? And it's it very live music oriented. Like right. now I started spending a lot of time in Nashville at one time and had publishing deals and mm-hmm. did songwriting. And I loved learning and being a co-writer and mm-hmm. learning about songwriting. Um, but it's very geared towards songwriting, very geared towards mm-hmm. the business, Studio. which is great. You know, Austin right. was kind of misses some of that, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the labels and publishers. Um, but it wasn't at that time as much of a live music community. And that's where your, you know, your bonds really happen yeah, on stage yeah. mm-hmm. where you find a band, you evolve into a band yeah. right. because of that. So yeah. that's why I kind of always stayed here. I never really considered uh, a permanent move to Nashville, although I really love it and a lot of the people there. Yeah. I love hearing stories like that. It's just yeah. that they're just mm-hmm. heartwarming because it just speaks to the vibe of Austin, which is it reminds community. us community. Yeah. Right? We're like, not, we're not crazy. It's really is <laughs> no, the best city town mean, in the whole yes, world. Yes, we're in a bubble, but it's not yeah. a delusion. We're not, yeah. right. it really is that because as people uh, we've talked to who have moved away, they're like, yeah, no, you're right. It's special. Yeah. Or, you know, people dying to get here and yeah. you can't blame them. So we're, we're welcoming them. Mm-hmm. But at the yeah. same yeah. time, we're telling them to, in the words of another guest, become Austinites as fast as you can. Yeah. Like so behave yourself. Race, behave yourself. Yes. Be nice. <laughs> Be <laughs> nice. Exactly. Yeah. I was it's just cool. thinking that. Out. Right. Yeah. When Let I mentioned... people in, you yeah. know. Put on your blinker. Merge. Yeah. Let them in. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> just drive well. Yeah. When I was talking about Monday nights, it was Monday Night Live, um, was at Steamboat on Mondays. And two of the musicians I met there were Craig Calvert and Mike Jackson, who are... Craig is on the Swan Songs board nice. and they just did a Swan Songs concert a couple of weeks ago. They're still good friends. And as our lives evolve, you know, yeah. we can stay connected and take on these new projects together. And so yeah. it's a, that's a long time ago. That was 40 years ago. Yeah, wow. I don't you, think you've got so many growing stories up, growing up yeah. together. Yeah. I don't think we would <laughs> have said years. 40 years from now, we'll be playing music with people while they die. Oh, well, I really appreciate you guys uh, being on the show. This has been wonderful. Uh, one thing I did want to, before we close up, I wanted to talk a little bit more about some of the other work. You worked for um, the nonprofits, like the Grammys, is that right? Yeah, the Recording know. Academy. Yeah, Recording Academy. Will you talk yeah. a little bit about that before we close up? Um, yeah, that's um, it's the membership organization that puts on the Grammys and whose members vote in the Grammys. Mm-hmm. And I was on the Texas chapter board. There's... 12 regional chapters Mm -hmm. and was elected to represent Texas on the national board in 2007. And I've been on there pretty much ever since (laughs) I was a trustee and then a vice chair and then the chair. And right now I'm chair emeritus. Um, And it also involves a lot of uh, philanthropic work. And that's actually, to me, that's where I got a master class Mm -hmm. in nonprofit management right when I was starting Swan Songs. Mm -hmm. Because there I was involved in finance committees and governance mm-hmm. and membership and staff issues and strategic planning. It's kind of a big deal. It was and shocking to, to me what, what a nonprofit expert she is being <laughs> yeah. a musician. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's yeah. amazing where that, that yeah. business. Um, totally. Yeah. Philanthropic business mind comes together as a, and then a legitimate, accomplished, you know, talented musician 
Um, yeah. It's a neat package. You yeah. Got a rare, rare package. Mm -hmm. And it was just a great opportunity to, I love the people. I have so many friends now all mm -hmm. over the country that are musicians or in the music business yep. who I really am close with mm -hmm. um, from working so closely for so many years. And then, you know, getting to be a part of the conversation. What, what makes more value as a member? Mm -hmm. What education programs? I'm on the board of Music Cares which is a, the 501c3 that the trustees created sure. to provide financial assistance to musician, music people in general that mm -hmm. are facing a crisis. We may have some new clients after Hurricane Ian, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. literally after a national, natural mm -hmm. disaster. Mm -hmm. Music Cares helps the music community that just had their instruments wiped out or mm -hmm. can't work for mm -hmm. several months. And, uh, so it's yeah, it's all they all sort of weave together right now. It's mm -hmm. finally finally it feels like they're they're coming together, yeah. especially with the national initiative for swan songs. Um, you know, the, there's pockets of people around the country that already know about this mission mm -hmm. and have always cared about it. And if a community wants to start one, I have people that I can reach out to and say, can you contribute to this effort at all? Well, and that's huge to be the trailblazer to them. Mm -hmm. It's less daunting. It's that feeling you yeah. had yeah. You know, back in the, what? All the learnings, right? Yeah, all the, yeah. that's the stop, exactly. Start, stop, start. Yeah. She's already, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. why we want to do this is to kit. say, we've learned so much here. Here's, here's right. a whole lot of yeah. basics. And then mm -hmm. they take it and make it their own mm -hmm. and it reflects their community. But there's so much learning curve mm -hmm. that, that we learn through experience yeah. that we can accelerate their yeah. process. Well, I think that goes back once again to the community of Austin because it's, it's, it's such a mm -hmm. easy thing to call somebody and say, I want a cup of coffee because I want to learn this thing. And there's so many yeah. people that are just wanting to share that knowledge and you guys yeah. are doing the same, you're doing the same thing with Swan Song, which is, mm -hmm. which is just amazing. Uh, congratulations on, on all of it. And, yeah, and yeah. thank we, you. Thank yeah, you. thank and you thank very you. much yeah. for, for doing it for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's our show for today. Right. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. Thank you. It. it was a good vibe. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Wow, what a great conversation. I just loved us going from all points of like going from like what Swang Songs does, obviously, which is a great gift, right. to Hutz hamburgers at I the agree. airport. <laughs> I had the same thoughts through the conversation. I was like, wow, we're, you know, we're touching on some really deep stuff and really important stuff, but then much like Austin's vibe and culture, we can also, you know, levitate out of it and go in and out and, uh, you know, be real and, and celebrate each other in Austin while still talking about such a really important mission. Thanks again, Shannon and Christine, for doing the show today and sharing your work and insight with us. You're listening to Dan Dillard and Mark Strube, the co-host of Vibe Austin. And this has been a founding media podcast made possible by our sponsors, Austin Title, Vista Lending, House of Strube and Nest Financial. Once again, check out their services in the show notes. And before you go, we wanted to share an unsponsored shameless nonprofit plug for our city. In this episode, we want to share the work, obviously, that Swan Songs is doing. Right. Check out their site and socials for more information about how you can get involved. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time on Vibe Austin. Until then, adios. Uh, adios.